Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to another episode of the Super Retriever Series podcast, Behind the Line. I'm your host, David Hamilton, and my guest today is Justin Hergert, finished second in the last year's Super Retriever Series crown championship, and as we're gearing up and just getting started here for the 2024 season of Super Retriever Series, wanted to chat with Justin today so y'all get to know just a little bit more about him, uh, whether you're a, a fellow competitor of his or whether you're just a fan of of dog games it's uh, always nice to learn more about some of our competitors so before we get started i do want to thank our sponsor this episode of the super retriever series behind the line podcast and everything super retriever series is brought to you by yukanuba if you want to get the most of your dog in your training sessions you need nutrition that holds nothing back yukanuba's premium performance lineup is built with the nutrients the dogs need to help unleash their maximum potential 
That starts with providing energy that matches their efforts, supporting optimal nutrient delivery, and supporting post-exercise recovery. Check out the Yukonuma Premium Performance lineup and find your dog's next fuel at yukonumasportingdog.com. As I mentioned a moment ago, Georgia's own Justin Herger is our guest today. And Justin, really glad to have you here on the podcast. I know a lot of people probably want to know a little bit more about you and uh, why you got into the dog game as a, as a professional trainer. And so we're just going to tackle all that today. Sounds good, David. I appreciate you. Um, appreciate you having me. Uh, I know we've kind of tried to connect a few times and um, just kind of been wide open, but it's, it's glad to, or I'm glad to, uh, to talk with you. And uh, this is, this is always fun. We had, we had a lot of fun at the, at the crown last year and, um, you know, really, really enjoyed it and uh, kind of enjoy reflecting back on, on the, on that week. So. Yeah. And we're going to definitely talk about that week. Absolutely. Cause you had a good performance there. Uh, as I mentioned, you finished second. Um, so you'll obviously qualify for this year's crown as well, but let's take it back uh, before that. Let's just start with the basic stuff, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, how long you've been a dog trainer and those sort of things. Yeah, so I am um, originally from Leesburg, Georgia, um, graduated from Lee County High School down there and uh, had always kind of been interested uh, in the dogs and um, actually cut my teeth in, in bird dogs while I was in college at Valdosta State University. And um, that's that's where I met my wife, Erin. And, you know, I had was working uh, on a on a quail preserve um, and a sporting clay course down there called Southwind Clays and Quail and uh, working for a guy named John Peake. And he had some really nice bird dogs. And um, my wife, uh, now Aaron, we were dating at the time uh, in college. We, we uh, decided we were going to, um, she was going to get me a dog. And uh, so the first, the first uh, retriever that I had was a dog named Jake. Um, it's kind of funny how we found Jake, we uh, we went down to the um, to the local animal shelter and um, kind of walked through, and there was a uh, there was a dog in there that kind of he looked mostly lab, and he was uh, pretty energetic, and uh, we we took him out back with the tennis ball, and he kind of halfway retrieved, and um, so I figured that was a that was a good start there, and um, ended up training him. He was you know the first uh, first dog that I really had worked with and, and trained. Um, as far as the retriever goes and uh, ended up, you know, using him for, he would kind of heal up on the, on the quail hunts and he would, um, he would back the pointers and he would actually go in and flush birds. You know, once, once we started shooting, he'd sit and and do all the retrieving after that. So it was a really, really neat kind of deal how he came from, from nothing to something. Um, You know, we, we did a little article in that in the gun dog magazine years ago, but um, it, it always made for a good story too. When we, when that, you know, I was guiding the uh, quail hunts and, and the hunters, we were kind of talking about him and Jake and they always asked about him, you know, what, what bloodline is he and, and where did he come from and that sort of thing. So it was always a, uh, it was always a good story to tell how, how where I found him. <laughs> so. That is awesome, man. Yeah. Cause like you said, everybody's like, what's his bloodline? And you're like humane society. That's what <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were those early days like for, you know, him learning from you and you learning how to train a dog? You know, the Jake's weakness, looking back, um, one of the things he struggled with, he just didn't enjoy water as much as I, I wanted him to. Um, you know, he, he, 
he did it and, you know, he was okay with it, but he wasn't one of those that would just barrel off, had a big, pretty entry, um, that sort of thing. So um, I had to really take my time around water work with him and um, <clears throat> which, you know, got in quote hunts wasn't really a big deal. He loved to love the land. Uh, so of course I, you know, made a lot of mistakes with him, learned a lot. And um, it was, uh, it was probably good that, you know, I started there and, um, and, and really learned uh, a lot about training, you know, with a dog like that, that, you know, wasn't, wasn't so well-bred. So. You mentioned you went to Valdosta state. What were you studying and, and what did you originally want to do for a living? Was it always to be a, a dog trainer or did you have something else in mind when you were in school? Uh, no, sir. I, you know, kind of bounced around several different, um, uh, majors in college. I, I wasn't really sure, you know, I, was kind of pre-med, wanted to, wanted to go to dental school for a little bit, um, was in education for a little bit, um, ended up um, settling on, uh, on communications. Uh, I graduated with a communications degree. And, uh, and then after that, um, went right in uh, and did five years in the Coast Guard. So that was a pretty, uh, pretty fun time in, in my life. Got to see and do a lot of things. Um, and I always kind of wanted to, um, to, you know, own a kennel and to, to be a full-time trainer, uh, one day. And so, um, you know, that it was kind of the Coast Guard was, was kind of a stepping stone, um, to get there. I just didn't realize, realize it at the time. So. What'd you learn most during your time in the Coast Guard? Cause I mean, even just top of mind, I see a similarity with dog training of doing something repeatedly until you learn how to do it properly. And, and a lot of that in the military is the same way, right? So it's the do something multiple times uh, until you get perfect at it. Um, and so what did you learn? Is, is that a lesson you learned or something else you learned in the Coast Guard? <laughs> I can tell you, um, you know, boot camp doing, doing things multiple times until you get really good at it. It's something that's uh, kind of ingrained early on. Um, no, we, we, uh, that, you know, going, doing um, the Coast Guard really instilled a, uh, to me, a, um, I guess you could say a high standard, you know, when you, it's very regimented, um, you know, there's, when you're out there, um, there's a lot of um, procedures and protocols and things that you want to follow, uh, that's really life, life or death. Um, so, you know, we, I really learned, I guess, then, um to uh to be really regimented about things and i think it's kind of crossed over um to dog to dog training you know holding a high standard um you know not cutting corners doing doing things that way um so you know that that really uh that really did did help uh when it came to training so you said ultimately that led you uh down a path that you didn't know would take you to being a professional dog trainer but you became one so tell us a little bit about that journey from the coast guard until you you know decided that this was what you wanted to do for a living yeah so um my first station uh was in kodiak alaska and i was there for a couple years um my wife and i got married she moved up there as well with me for the last year up there but uh we um I, I dabbled a little bit, just kind of training, you know, did a little volunteer work at the Humane Society up there. Um, you know, had, had a friend of mine uh, that had a retriever and, and kind of would help them a little bit. Um, but really, once I once I left Alaska and got stationed down in um, in Homa, Louisiana, is when I really became 
um, pretty involved in the retriever uh, games and <clears throat> into the uh, retrievers. Um, that area, you know, Louisiana is such a uh, is such a um, a prominent area for duck hunting and and for the the retriever sports and that sort of thing. So um, that's that's kind of how I uh, fell into it is when I got to Louisiana. At that point, are you still doing it um, for fun, or are you doing it at that point professionally? You know, the first couple of years, David, that uh, when I when I started dabbling in Louisiana, I was you know still doing it for fun and, and more of a hobby. Um, and then, kind of towards uh, the end of um, the end of my uh, my terms, I um, started to take on a few and a few more, and kind of to the point where uh, I got comfortable. Um, you know having enough that I felt like I could, you know, make a run at it. And, um, you know, once I got out, we had, uh, we had Jack who's sitting with me now, um, my oldest. And, uh, we, we, uh, moved back home to Georgia and, and kind of the rest is his history, as they say. So tell us about your, uh, kennel these days. Uh, you know, how many, how many dogs are you training? What kind of com- events do y'all compete in that sort of stuff? You know, we, um, we keep around uh, 30 or so in the kennel, a um, couple borders, a couple obedience dogs. You know, we, we normally um, we normally carry around 20 to the field every day. Um, but we um, we we do we run a lot of different venues. Um, we, we like the HRC. Uh, we run a lot of the grand. Um, you know, that that's a kind of I really enjoy that sport um you know shooting the gun you know you, you just it's really uh for the for the hunting dogs it's really a good sport a lot of fun i uh, really like that group of people um but we do that you know we run some akc field trials um and of course you know um doing both of those kind of set the stone for running the the super retriever series and that's that's what i really enjoy about it um is that you guys kind of combine all the sports uh, together in uh in, in one. So, but I'd say we do a little bit of everything across the board. Yeah. And that's definitely a gateway. We see a lot of times as people are competing in HRC or AKC or, you know, the grand, and then eventually they make their way also to competing in super retriever series. When did you run your first SRS event and what were your thoughts going into it? And was it exactly what you expected or was it different? And if so, in what way? You know, my first SRS event was, uh, let's see, probably 2018, um, down in Americus, um, I ran down there at Pine Tree Farms, and um, that was my first uh, experience with the SRS. And I think we ended up making it to the finals uh, with Max in that one. And uh, I, I just, you know, quickly realized that it, it was it was a very strategic game. Um, you know, you really had to uh, you had to be in tune with what you were doing with your dog. You know, it was 100% a team sport and, um, you know, kind of keeping in mind as you're running your scores and, and, and all that, you know, it just, you learn real quick that, um, you know, you, you can, uh, you, you can, uh, be as much, um, liable as the dog is for your score. (laughs) So, uh, there's a lot involved from a handler standpoint, I guess is a better way to put it. And, um, and that's fun, you know, seeing the, seeing your scores and seeing what your competitors are doing and, and knowing when you need to, you know, go for a home run or when you can play it conservatively, those sorts of decisions, I think are, are what makes it, makes it so fun at times. So. 
You mentioned that uh, before you became a, a professional trainer, you when you really got into the to the dog game a lot was when you were stationed in Louisiana. And oddly enough, last year's Super Retriever Series Crown Championship was in the state of Louisiana in Shreveport, Bossier City. And you qualified and, and made it there with cash um, and you know finished second. So uh, obviously a great performance there. We'll go into kind of the, the overall week um, you know, day by day here in a moment, but just, you know, overarching thoughts of the crown championship last year. I thought it was a great event, David. We, we had a blast. Um, you know, I, I carried, uh, cash and I carried chief, um, in the, in the pro division. And then, um, we had, uh, we had Leah, um, Spivey and, and Kevin Baggett, they carried, uh, theirs as well in the amateur. So we, we had a, a pretty good team um, going into it. And, uh, you know, I, you know, coming with two, um, two bullets as a pro, you know, you definitely, um, you definitely want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're on your A game. Um, you know, when you have it, when you, the more dogs you have, the, you know, the more uh, chances you kind of you get to see the test and run the test um i think it's a little a little bit of an advantage uh at times to kind of see what's going on but um i was really proud uh that we were able to um i lost chief in the four series if i'm not mistaken and uh, was able to take cash all the way through so um you know i was i was just proud to, to come with two get two to the semifinals and then of course cash to the finals ended up finished second or finishing second and uh so it was it was a wild ride. Um, you know, the first series I remember pretty distinctly, kind of being a little bit frustrated having to handle on a mark with both dogs. And you know, that's that's one of those things that happens sometimes. The first series, you you know, you have to handle and 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 kind of bounce back. And um, even cash on in cash in the second series ended up handling up, if I'm not mistaken, twice. And so, you know, that's it's just a roller coaster of emotions that week. You know, you're trying to remain focused. You're trying to do the best you can. You know, if you do have to handle, try not to let it affect you and, and, and move on to the next series and, you know, really fight as hard as you can each series to uh, to put yourself in the best position to the end. So, I imagine late in the week when there's fewer dogs, when you're in the semifinals, when you're in the finals, you're not only in your head there at the line trying to think, okay, how many faults did I get for that decision? What do I think the judges are going to give me as a score? But also, you know, what are they going to give the others? But early in the week, is it just taking it bird by bird and saying, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up mark by mark and blind by blind and we'll go through the, and we'll try to just make it through. And then when they make, they cut the field, we'll see where we stand. Cause you come in with, you know, dozens of dogs. It's kind of hard to know where you're sitting among those. Yes. Yeah. I think that's very true. You know, um, especially after the first series, you, you kind of, you want to go, you want the first series to be perfect. You know, you want to set the, the tone early on. And, and sometimes it just doesn't play out like that. Sometimes, you know, you take a, maybe a little bit of a, um, some points in the first and you gotta, you gotta fight back. And, um, you know, that, that's always, that's always hard. I think from a handler standpoint is to, is to, you know, stay positive, to stay focused, despite having a little bit of hiccup early on in an event like that. Um, so, but you know, it, it does, you know, I think that's, that's a lot of it's mental, um, and it's just kind of part of it. You know, the dog's going to have strengths and going to have weaknesses, right? So you kind of have to have to remain somewhat positive and, you know, think that the next series is, you know, going to be their one and, and, and hopefully they hit. So um, I think navigating all those thoughts, you know, as a handler um, 
is is what you know it, it, it's a wild ride uh, it makes it fun it makes it exciting um you know those highs and those lows um but uh yeah it, it, it's one of those things I, I think that is as much mental as anything so we always wanted to learn about the dogs themselves too not just the handlers uh you said you came into the crown with two dogs cash and chief tell us a little bit about both of them what are their strengths what are their weaknesses what are their personalities and and just you know who they are as your teammates up there at the line. Well, I'll tell you, um, if I had to you know pick two dogs uh, that I'd feel comfortable, you know, two bullets that I'd really like to to take, it would be those two. Um, both of those dogs give you know 100 percent every day. They, you know they 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 work hard, um, they train hard, they they give it all they have, and and just really fortunate and blessed to stand beside two dogs like that. Um, Chief is, you know, he's a little bit older than Cash. Uh, I, I'll kind of start with him. Chief is uh, pretty special to me. Um, I actually own him, and, you know, he's he's actually comp- accomplished more, uh, something that no other retriever has done. Um, you know, he's he's got his SRS, he's got his Grand, his FC, uh, and his, his Master Hunter title. So he's kind of, you know, accomplished more titles or, or you know, no other dog has put all those those titles on, um, which is kind of kind of cool, uh, kind of special. Um, Chief can be a lot to handle. He's a lot of dog. Um, he is very fast, uh, and and you know you you kind of have to make reads with him before they really happen. You know, kind of have to anticipate, especially when you're running blinds with him. He just he is so fast. He moves so quick, and uh, he's he's one of those dogs that you really have to have to be on your, uh, on your A game. You can't be late uh, with him as far as handling goes. Um, I'd say his, you know, his strengths, um, he's, he is a phenomenal marking dog. Um, I mean, his eyes are just incredible. Um, you know, he, uh, he, he, he's very, very honest, very good in the water. Um, um, but his marking is definitely his strong suit. Um, you know, as far as cash goes, you know, cash is, one of those dogs that, you know, he's, he's a little, I won't say he's, um, he's still got speed, but he's a little more manageable on his, on his, uh, blinds and things like that. He, he normally is just a straight shooter. Um, you know, cash is, um, cash is when he's on, he's, he's hard to beat. Um, you know, he's very good in the water. Um, he, uh, he marks extremely well, um, as well, probably from a handling standpoint, I'd say Cash is is you know a little bit of an easier dog uh, to handle. Um, and I tell you, he really put it together in the finals. Um, I mean, he he really made a comeback in the final series and, and ran a phenomenal test that ended up really you know catapulting him up to second place. And uh, so I was I was very very happy with that and very proud of him. And because uh, he he fought his way, you know, kind of like we we're talking about earlier. Um, you know, get getting in a little bit of a hole in the in the beginning. He had to fight his way back, pretty much from the second series on, and uh, he he did it very very well. So yeah, and that final test. I mean, you were talking earlier that you like the actual thing where there's you know you like to take place in events where there's actually a gun and it's actually like a hunt type scenario for the dog. And that fifth series certainly had all of that. And to see you and you know Cash basically move. Uh, from fourth place into second, uh, putting up that 46 there in that final series was just super impressive. 
when you walked to the line that day, um, you knew you were in the finals, but you knew you had to make up a little bit of ground. Uh, obviously, came in second. Got to be excited about that. Would like to be first. But, hey, second is still nothing to be uh, anybody to, to give you any slack about because you all just ran a heck of a test that fifth day. So as you walked up there and you're watching the test dogs, are you like, okay, this is this is going to be a good day for us. We we can We can make some ground up on this test. I did. I felt like Cash would do well uh, on that test, especially, and, and he did on, on the water blind. I felt if I could get him in good shape uh, on the water blind, you know, there was a big point uh, or a big uh, um, dike that you had to cross where, you you know, you lose sight of him. And he normally makes really good decisions. Um, he normally goes, you know, runs straight, makes good decisions. And I, I felt like if I could – you know, get a good initial line, get maintain control early that he would do the right thing. And he did. He, um, I mean, I didn't get to watch everybody's blinds, but I know that his had to be up there at one of the best blinds in that series. Um, I, I was very proud of that. And, uh, you know, there was a couple times where he, I was, I was kind of, you know, was waiting just on a handle. I was like, I might have to, but he ended up, um, picking up all the marks clean. And uh, so he, he, he really did show out in that final series and, um, and normally does pretty well. Um, I, I feel like he's kind of one of those dogs that, um, you know, gets better and better as an event like that goes on. Um, so I felt pretty comfortable uh, with him, you know, being in the finals. Of course, I, I would have liked to have been a little bit higher up, um, you know, uh, but we still, I, I thought we fought very hard and he was able to make, make a good jump, um, just not quite enough for first, but still really, really showed out in that final series to, to put him in second. So I definitely, um, I'm definitely very proud of him and, and, and how he, um, how he uh, performed in that series. We're talking with Justin Hergert here who finished second in last year's crown championship. We're going to continue, but just wanted to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Yukonuba. If you want to get everything your dog's got, you need nutrition that holds nothing back to help unleash your dog's maximum potential. Check out the Yukonuba Premium Performance lineup at yukonubasportingdog.com. Justin, uh, from the Crown Championship, knowing that since you finished second, you're automatically going to you know, qualify for this year's Crown Championship. What is something, because all these games are different, uh, what's something that you took from the Crown Championship that you're going to implement in your training this year to ensure that your dogs are ready for that particular competition uh, as a new training tactic, or if it's not something new, but just something you're going to drill more with those dogs, knowing that at the SRS, you know, this particular skill may matter more than it will in, in some other things. Well, um, you know, there were some really, really good blinds in the crown, especially in the third series. Um, they had, you know, a couple of poison birds, um, actually, you know, two that were somewhat in line that, you know, really created a lot of suction. So I'd, I'd say some, you know, probably some tougher poison birds uh, as we're trying to polish off and get ready for the event next year. Um, you know, some, some different slots and keyholes and things like that. Um, you know, I, I thought the judges, you know, put on some really, really good tests. Um, they were strong. They were fair. They rewarded marking dogs. Um, they challenged control. Um, so, you know, I think all the, all those things, uh, you know, working on those, those fundamental uh, things um, will help and, and we'll, we'll implement that as we prepare next year. Um, 
I know you and I were talking a minute ago. Uh, you were training today. You train every day, obviously. Uh, what does the 2024 season look like for you and your team uh, from a competition standpoint? Are you going to compete in a lot of events or just selective ones here and there? We're going to run some S- – matter of fact, uh, Chris uh, Stewart, my partner, he ran uh, the first one of the year um, this past weekend and ended up taking fourth with Chief. And, uh, you know, my amateur team, Leah, she – she ended up winning the amateur with Kane, her dog who qualified for the crown last year. Um, so our team will, will still be um, running pretty hard early season. Um, I actually uh, have a little girl on the way that we're kind of we're waiting any day now. So I'll um, I'll be uh, I'll be letting Chris, uh, you know, run the crew and uh, letting our amateur team uh, run the first couple of events until until that happens. So we're pretty excited about welcoming her to the family. And I'm going to kind of take a little step back early season and then uh, pick up, uh, you know, in a, in a couple months. So. Absolutely. As you should. And congrats on uh, having another addition to your family coming here soon. Thank you, sir. I'm excited. This we're, uh, we're, this will be our third uh, little girl, and so two boys and a girl, and I think I think we're done. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Says the older brother. That's great. Um, speaking of uh, of Leah, I'm glad you brought her up. Yes, yeah, she won this weekend or this past week at uh, the first event of the year. How rewarding is that for a professional trainer to see one of their clients or an amateur that they train with? You know, somebody who's who's close to them, whether it is a a client or if it is just you know an amateur that they help out a lot, but um, how rewarding is it to see somebody from your camp go in a, go in uh, an event uh, in an amateur uh, category? You know, David, that's actually um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it might even it might even be um, as exhilarating as running the event. To be honest, um, it's it's really fun to watch. Um, you know, your 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 people out there and and uh, follow them. Even though you know I wasn't actually at that event um, personally, I I was tuned in to to all the scores and and you know thankful that you, you guys kept them posted and uh, at a, at a reasonable time so we could. So um, it's a lot of fun to follow and um, you know kind of strategize you know before series on the phone and you know and 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 that sort of thing. Uh, it's, it's, it it was good times. So I'm very, very proud of, of them and, um, and, and our team this weekend. So what's the one piece of advice you'd give to anyone listening to this, uh, whether they're another, you know, professional trainer, or if they are an amateur who's wanting to run their very first event, we always hear from people that they always like, you know, as they're getting to know the other competitors, they always want to know, you know, a, a piece of advice that you would share with others, uh, over the podcast of, of if they're, you know, wanting to compete this year at the Super Retriever Series uh, events, what's that piece of advice you'd give them that, that might be a helpful tidbit for them? I, I would say, honestly, um, you know, don't be afraid to get out there and, and, and draw it out. Um, you know, that I think uh, a, a lot of people kind of look at the, the SRS events as, you know, can be a little bit intimidating. There's a lot going on, and, and it is. I mean, it's they're tough. They're very – they're they're very, very challenging. Um, you know, the field of dogs that we have playing now are very nice dogs. Um, but I think um, the biggest piece of advice I'd say is, is if it's something you're interested in is don't be afraid, you know, to get out there and give it a shot um, and, and, and work at it and, and train for it. Um, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, if, if you like the retriever games and you, and you like the, um, the trials and the hunt tests, it's, it's something that I highly, highly encourage people to, to give a shot.
Well, on that note, we'll uh, let you go. I hear your son there giving a, a vote of affirmation on that final <laughs> note there. So uh, congrats to y'all. Uh, congrats to you, first of all, uh, since this is the first time I've talked to you since last year's crown for finishing second, and we'll see you at this year's crown. Uh, and congrats on, the again, the uh, upcoming addition to your family. Uh, and we'll see you and your partners and, and some of your uh, friends out at events, you know, many of them now, and maybe see you a little bit later in the summer and in the fall. But uh, Justin Hergert, we really appreciate you spending uh, 30 minutes with us so everybody can get to know a little bit more about you and about your background and about you as a competitor at the Super Retriever Series. Thank you, David. I really appreciate it. Anything you want to say, Jack? Yeah. Floor is yours. Running dogs is fun. <laughs> yeah, running dogs is fun, he says. <laughs> hey, Jack, man, that's the perfect ending to the podcast episode. Running dogs is fun. It's a perfect, perfect way for us to end this. Thank you both. Have a good day. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye.